Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. If you were to take a moment to look around you, it shouldn't take very long before you find a lamp. If you're in a car, you should see lamps on your dashboard or on your door, or perhaps you see lamps on the street. If you're in your home, you probably have lots of opportunities to find a lamp. But if you were to examine a lamp and take a good look at the lamp that that you find, you probably will discover that this lamp requires electricity. Without electricity, this lamp is not going to work in the way that you probably want it to work, especially when it gets dark. The lamp was created. It was made. Somebody made that light bulb inside of the lamp. That light bulb was made, and it was made for a purpose. It was made to produce light, and in order to work, in order to function correctly, it needs to have electricity. You must provide the light bulb in the lamp with electricity. Otherwise, it will not provide light. That's how it was made. If you have a lamp without a light bulb, or you have a lamp and you don't supply it with electricity, you might as well stick a potato into that thing, because there is no way that that lamp is going to function for the purpose that it was made. Now, when it comes to us as people, we were created by our God. And when our God created us, He created us to function in a very specific way. When He created mankind, He created us in such a way that we require His Spirit dwelling within our spirit, within us, for us to function for the divine purpose for which He made us. When He breathed the breath of life into Adam, and Adam became a living being, that's what he breathed within Adam. It says the Nishmat Chayim, which is an exclusive expression for the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of lives, referring to the very Spirit of life himself, the living God. It was at that time that his creation became alive, but when he gave the commandment not to eat from that tree, he gave a penalty for violating that commandment. And the penalty was that in the day that you eat from that tree, in that day, you will surely die. And that's exactly what happened. When Adam and Eve ate from the wrong tree, the Spirit of God departed from within Adam and Eve, and they became spiritually dead. Now, of course, they died physically later, but to me, this was in many ways an act of mercy because everything changed. The Garden of Eden was no longer accessible to them. They definitely were not in heaven. And so their only way out was physical death. The real penalty was a spiritual death. The spiritual death of humanity was the consequence 
for not believing God when he said that they were not to eat from that tree and that they would surely die. Now, at that point, when they died, they no longer had what they needed within them in order to function for the divine purpose that God created them. Just as a lamp without a light bulb or a light bulb without electricity, we were in a condition that we could not function because we did not have the Holy Spirit within us so that we could function. And of course, everyone who has been born into this world since Adam and Eve have been born in the image of Adam, which is a reflection of what it is like not to have God. Everyone is born into this world spiritually dead. The living God provided a solution to this condition. The solution was, of course, to forgive the sins of the world, and he accomplished that through the Lord Jesus dying on the cross for the sins of the world. But in addition to that, the Lord Jesus rose from the dead so that he could send the Holy Spirit back down to humanity to offer the spirit of life that had been lost in Adam as a free gift. And if you are willing to receive the free gift of the Holy Spirit, if you would be willing to receive the life that he is offering, then you can be resurrected right now and today. And you can be recreated into a new creation, a child of the living God. But what is it that generally motivates an individual to acknowledge this condition? What is it that drives us to discover that there is something wrong with us? that we are empty inside, what is it that shows us that we have a need for something that we don't have? Well, there are several ways of describing it, but one of my favorite ways to describe the condition of humanity is that we are looking for love, acceptance, meaning, and purpose. And I like this because it can form an acronym, THE LAMP. We are generally looking for love, acceptance, meaning, and purpose in our lives. And people know when they are being loved because they can feel it. You can feel the love that someone has for you or the love that they don't have for you. But either way, you've got feelings. You have emotions that your God created you to have. And what about acceptance? Do you know what it is to be accepted? Do you know what it is to be rejected? Acceptance and rejection stirs up within an individual emotions, feelings deep inside. What happens with an individual who has no meaning in their life? They have no understanding about the world that they are a part of. They feel that something is missing. They feel the emptiness. They feel that something is wrong. And when the living God reveals something to us, when he shows us something, when he can show us the world through his eyes, when he can speak to us in a way that we can hear the world through his ears, when he increases our understanding, this will invoke feelings within us, emotions within us, and when we do not have meaning in our life, we have emotions. And we can distinguish between the two, and this is a very important part of the design of an individual. This was his design. We have a need for purpose in our lives. If we don't have a purpose for living, 
then we can experience serious emotional distress, serious problems. And when we do have a purpose, regardless of what it is sometimes, we can be set free from this serious emotional distress that we would otherwise feel without having any purpose in our lives at all. Love and acceptance and meaning and purpose are very powerful motivations. They drive us in our lives in so many different ways. In fact, when you look at sin, sin can be described as a person pursuing love in a way that does not include a relationship with their God. That they are looking for love in all the wrong places. They're looking for love in the world instead of the perfect love of God. Only the perfect love of God will ever meet the need, the desire, the emotional emptiness that we feel deep inside. Only the love of God will fulfill that which is within us, that emptiness within us, that we need Him. He created us to need Him. He created us in such a way that only He can meet the need so that He will never have to share us with anyone or anything else in the world. He keeps us exclusive for Himself. And He will never, ever let us be satisfied. Ever. Because if we are outside of Him, then we will never turn to Him. We will turn to these alternatives. The same thing with acceptance. There is an enormous amount of sin that is committed in the world just because people are looking for acceptance. Just because of that. It is a powerful emotion. It is a powerful need that He created us to have. But He created us in such a way that only He can meet that need. Only He can do that. And He will not share that with anyone or anything in the world. And so as we live our lives trying to find acceptance in the world, in people, in places, in things, in bars, cars, or movie stars, whatever we pursue, as we do that and we discover that we're just simply not being fulfilled, we're not being accepted in the way that we want to be accepted, eventually we will discover that our God reaches out to us for this purpose so that He can provide us with the acceptance that we truly need. And if we will rest in the acceptance that He has for us. If we will do that, then He will set us free through that from the temptations of life, from the temptations of sin. That is how powerful the living God truly is. That's how powerful the relationship can be between you and Him, between He and I. That's how powerful our God truly is, that He can meet the deepest needs of our hearts. And so the problem is not that we want to be accepted. That's not the problem. The problem is that we pursue acceptance in ways that are outside of our God. Another way to describe this is as misplaced dependencies, that we depend on things or people outside of our God, because that's how we are in our sinful condition. But does that mean that there's something wrong with our need for acceptance? Does that mean that there's something wrong with our need to be loved, that we have to suppress these needs, these emotional desires? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. We are to embrace them. 
We are to fuel this fire so that we can be further encouraged to turn to the only one who can meet the deepest needs of our hearts. But unfortunately, there are many people who live their lives trying to deaden their emotions. And they do this with alcohol. They do this with drugs. They do this with things called antidepressants. And you have to look at the side effects and the withdrawal symptoms. Because if you don't, the consequences will still be the same. And what are these consequences? A deadening of the emotions. A deadening of an individual. And the side effects can be permanent psychological and physiological damage. And this damage can easily be described as breaking the lamp. That's what people do. People break the lamp that God made. And you can break the lamp in such a way that it becomes unusable. That is the risk of using drugs and alcohol, whether they are prescribed or not. Whether they are legal or not, regardless of what you call them, if you use any chemistry whatsoever in order to try to deal with an emotional issue, then you put yourself at risk, or you put your children at risk, or you put your co-workers at risk. If you encourage or you participate in the use of any of these things in order to deal with the emotional issues of life, then there is a substantial risk that you break the lamp that God made and the consequences could be that this individual will never, ever pursue a relationship with their God. They may never recognize the condition that they are in and truly pursue Him, the only one who can meet the deepest needs of their heart because Their needs are kind of suppressed. Their emotional desires or concerns or their cares are depressed or they're suppressed by these chemicals that people are using. You may take away what God created that would drive us to Him. And for those who survive, those who are fortunate to survive one pill, for example, if they are fortunate to survive And they do turn to him for who he is. There could very much be a limitation because of the emotional capability and capacity that might be permanently damaged. And I believe that this is a risk that is unacceptable. That this risk is unacceptable. That we have to speak out against this. Because the consequences of these things is not just about how people are going to get through their lives, but what about having a relationship with their God? How about entering into heaven? How about things like that? Now, if you are participating in these things, please be warned that the withdrawal symptoms can be very catastrophic. You have to find medical assistance to get off of these things. So please be responsible about that. But you've got to understand that the consequences can be very severe. Our God has created a wonderful instrument. He did not make a mistake. He did not make us to be dysfunctional. 
what we call dysfunction in terms of emotional problems is supposed to exist so that we will be encouraged and driven in such a way that eventually we may know our God. And if a person refuses, if they refuse to embrace the gospel, don't take the emotions away from the individual. Don't turn him into a zombie because you take away any future opportunity that maybe one day in the future they might be willing to embrace the Lord. Maybe. Is that enough? Is that adequate? In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, it says that the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching the innermost parts of his being. Again, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of his being. You were created to be a lamp. And you know, before electricity, people used oil. And oil is used quite often in the scriptures in order to describe the Holy Spirit of God. He created you to be a lamp, and without the oil in the lamp, there will be no light. But the light that is produced by this lamp is not just so that we may see the world through his eyes. It's not just so that we may hear the world through his ears. It's not so that we might have understanding in the world that we are a part of, wisdom and knowledge, and being able to apply those things. It's not just about having purpose in our lives, proper goals, anticipating that there will be works that He will provide for us and we will walk in them. The light that He provides for us is not just so that we can see His acceptance that He has for us, so that we can rest in that acceptance. It is important. It has its value. It's not just so that we may see His love, so that we can be fulfilled and the deepest needs that we have within us can be met. The light is not just for that. The light is so that we may see the innermost part of His being. That's what it says. So that we may see the innermost part of His being. You must embrace your needs. You must embrace your emotional dysfunction, to say it that way. You must embrace your emptiness. Because without that, It's just about impossible to be driven towards your God so that he can eventually begin to meet the deepest needs of our heart, to begin to show himself to us, and then eventually we might be able to see through the illumination that he produces within us, being his lamp, we can see the innermost part of his being. Is that worth it? Is it worth it to see the innermost part of God? I really believe that it is. My friend, don't ever suggest that someone should do something to take away this opportunity in anyone's life. Don't ever do that to somebody. Don't ever do that to yourself. I understand that sometimes life can be hard. It can be very depressing. I understand that. But we are to embrace the depressing moments. We are to embrace the reality that we live in a fallen world. 
we are to embrace that and understand that it's okay to feel, that there's nothing wrong with feeling, but that we should understand that our God created us to have those feelings, no matter what the magnitude is of those feelings, so that we might turn to Him. Life is filled with many opportunities. Please hear me out. If you deaden the lamp, you deaden the ability to embrace the Lord. Again, if you deaden the lamp, you deaden the ability to embrace the Lord. If this has happened in your life, repent, turn away, make changes, make corrections, and be responsible and careful about those changes and decisions. But please do not underestimate the seriousness of embracing the design of God. You know, there really are many opportunities to have misplaced dependencies. Some some are not as exaggerated as others. You know, sometimes we look at the employment that we have and we have a dependency on our employment because it gives us an identity. Doing this can have tremendous risk, of course, because sometimes we have to change jobs. We change careers. Sometimes we have children in the home and then we don't. And how do we identify ourselves? It's easy to have misplaced dependencies in life in simple ways and in complex ways. When a person tries to depend on what they do or how they look or how they act or what they can accomplish, things like that, when we depend on ourselves or we depend on someone else, then there really are a lot of opportunities for disappointment. And disappointment leads to fear, and it leads to anger, and it leads to self-pity, it leads to depression, it leads to despair. You know, but I'm serious about this, that this really is important. We need to continually be reminded that our dependencies are misplaced. Now, that doesn't mean that we are not to interact with the world. We should interact with the world. It's okay to depend on people. It's okay to depend on identities in that way, in that sense, at times. I understand that. Because if we don't, it can be very difficult to have relationships with other people. And people might want to avoid those kinds of things because they don't want to feel the pain. People don't want to feel the pain, which I can appreciate, but they don't want to feel the pain of the emotional distress that they experience. But we are in this world And we are told to go into this world and to be a part of this world. It's in the midst of the sufferings of life that we have opportunities to grow to know our God. I did some programs on the subject of suffering, and so I would definitely like to encourage you to listen to those programs. You can find them in my radio archive at livinggodministries.net. They're very important. You know, sufferings are things to be embraced. Emotions are truly things to be embraced. If we don't expose ourselves to other people, if we don't expose ourselves to the world, then we won't have the privilege of participating in the work that God is doing. And of course, the cost of that will often be disappointment, rejection, pain. I understand that. But I know that my God can use all of these things. He can use our successes. 
He can use our failures. He can use the limited acceptance that people will have for us, and He can use their rejection. My friend, I do not know what your life has been like, or what it is like now, or what it will be in the future. But this I know, and that is that this is the life that you have. And I know that my God wants to live this life that you have in front of you with you. I know that He wants to walk with you as you walk in this life that you have in front of you. And that in the midst of all of the suffering that you will encounter, all of the emotional distress that you will experience, I know that He will speak to you. And through that, there will be illumination. And through that, you will know the innermost part of His being. And I believe that the day will come when you will reflect on what has happened to you, what has happened in your life. I really believe that you will look back on that and you will see how He has used the circumstances of your life to show you who He is. And that the day will eventually come where you will be thankful that if that is what it took so that you may know your God in the way that you will, I believe that you will be able to live with thankfulness. And so please trust that He is who He says He is. And have patience and let Him do a work in your heart. When you were born into this world, you were created by God to be His lamp. But without the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, you did not function. You do not function. Everyone who is born into this world is dysfunctional. You are supposed to be dysfunctional. The lamp is not supposed to work. There is nothing within you. And the emotional and psychological problems are supposed to be there. These are supposed to be there because these are the very things that will drive an individual to their God so that perhaps they may know who He is and He may heal them. You've been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 38353, Colorado Springs, Colorado. 80937 or use the donation link on our website livinggodministries.net that is livinggodministries.net